there, everybody, and welcome to the Shell Games Podcast uh, for the week of September 28th, and this is episode number 146, and of course, Shell Games is a lighthearted look at the games of today and the ones still on the shelf. I'm your host, John, uh, and I am joined by some fantastic, lovely people. Uh, we got uh, my BFF from the prairies, Chisulo. Hello. um and uh steel series copy manager uh megan hello how come i'm not your bff i know i'm like oh no it's just hello i'm just a copy manager everyone's my uh bff in 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 my heart i just you can't um, take it back now john that's that's we all heard see i i need to get better about these intros because i always end up insulting (laughs) more like i I always like compliment one person and then accidentally insult everyone else you know what last time i was on you insulted um david yeah who was it david you totally called me a special guest and you're like and david's here <laughs> dude i think you just uh, need to start lying in the intros right right just lie through my teeth um yeah. and say that i like everyone <laughs> and not play favorites wait wait that hurts <laughs> anyways uh we're here to talk video games i think we got a lot to get through uh so so do we want to dis- dispense with the pleasantries and just get right into the news folks sure all right. First things first. Amazon uh, have dove, dived, dove. They're stepping into the cloud gaming uh, scene. Uh, so Amazon announced a new cloud gaming service called Luna. Uh, so this is going to be akin to something like a Google Stadia or uh, Microsoft's Project X Cloud. Um, so this has been rumored for a while, but it was officially uh, announced this last week. Um, plus, they're going to have a game controller that goes with it. Um, so it's going to be available on PC, Mac, uh, Fire TV, iPhone, iPad, uh, and Android uh, after it launches. I don't think that they've announced a launch date just yet. That's going to be five ninety nine a month, uh, which is the, quote, introductory price. Um, and that's going to give uh, players uh, access to the service. Um, you know, they're going to be able to... Uh, stream to two devices simultaneously, you know, 4K, 60 frames a second, etc., etc. Um, so they say that they're going to have 100 games uh, plus, or this is going to, that's going to be like on, on their initial channel, but like, it's a little bit weird because it almost seems like this, the service is going to be like, I've heard some people call it like the cable TV of uh, game streaming services because like Ubisoft's titles are going to be uh, a different subscription on top of that within the service. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I think there, there's still a lot of things to figure out and a lot of questions to be answered here. But I think the, the most interesting thing here is is kind of hearkening back to some of the stuff that we talked about in weeks past about um, uh, xCloud and Stadia uh, not being available uh, on the App Store or via iOS. And I think we talked about this last week, how they Apple has said, well, each game needs its own app on the on the on the store uh so essentially the like the x cloud app or whatever would just be like a repository or like a, a roster of what's available mm-hmm. um so the way that luna is getting around this is that they're going to be utilizing web apps so they're not going to be like official apps that you would download through um the ios store so that's how they're kind of getting around this and it's a little bit weird that um google stadia and microsoft haven't taken that route yet um obviously i imagine the the user experience wouldn't necessarily be as good but anyways amazon has thrown their hat in the ring uh what do we think just what, what are your initial thoughts 
uh, I, I think competition is good, so I'm not mad at them for, you know, joining the fray so that they have the money to, so they could actually do a really good job at this. Um, I am still curious about input lag for all these streaming services that are coming out. Yeah. Um, I haven't tried any of them, but I, I, I'd be willing to try something out. So we'll see how it goes. Um, I am curious how how nicely Apple will play with uh, Amazon because even though they you you mentioned that Amazon is doing the web app thing, I still feel like Apple is going to be like, well, well, how am I going to get my th- uh, my thirty <laughs> percent? Oh, my taste dirty. <laughs> Megan, what, what did you, what did you think about the uh, the Amazon news here? I'm not surprised at all to hear that. I feel like. This is absolutely the direction that stuff has been moving for a while, so it's not a surprise to see Amazon do it too. Um, really interesting, and almost feels a little fast to be introducing already the like the Ubisoft game package mm-hmm. um, because I feel like that's where streaming has gotten to recently, like streaming movies and TV. It's like, oh, do you want to add the Stars package to your Hulu subscription? So it's following that exact model, which I think is becoming more and more understandable and digestible to people as we've been moving away from cable and maybe now even moving away from owning entire libraries of console games. Um, so cool to see it moving this fast. Um, but she's still, I, I share the same hesitations where there is still input lag. It's not perfect yet. Um, and I don't think the goal is for this to, you know, no hardcore PC gamer is going to go crazy for Luna. Like this is not yeah. meant for us as PC yeah. gamers. This yeah, is meant exactly. for, you know, it's really for the console people. Um, and I think as it's getting better and advancing this quickly, it's a really exciting time. Um, so I've heard don't play FPS games on any of these streaming services. It's not there yet. Mm-hmm. But a lot of other games, absolutely. Like, And it's a great and affordable um, and accessible way to, to access a lot of console titles. Yeah, so, yeah I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I think the my, my biggest qualm with a lot of this stuff is infrastructure. Like, the, just the, the internet <laughs> infrastructure in the United States and Canada is just, like, not at a point where this type of service is feasible outside of like major metropolitan areas. Um, I think like certain parts of Europe, you know, you have infrastructures a little bit more fleshed out. So, so I think that that'll be fine there. But again, like there are so many people in remote communities, not even that remote who still depend on uh, disc based consoles uh, because yeah, you know yeah. they, they don't necessarily have the bandwidth to to be downloading fifty gigabyte games, you know, every month right. or whatever it is, and right. or like a hundred gigabytes of Call of Duty patches, you know, every mm. week. Um, and, and we'll we'll get into that because we're, we're going to talk about um, uh, PlayStation here in a second because we missed that news last week. And by missed that news, I mean I was out sick, um, so we didn't do the show. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so I think it's interesting to Chisulo, uh, to Chisulo's point. I think competition is great. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Luna can actually go toe to toe with like uh, I was about to say Stadia, but like what's what's happened with Stadia <laughs> since it launched. Um, I feel bad for them. Um, but but it'll be interesting to see if this can go toe-to-toe with uh, Microsoft. I think the most interesting thing is that, obviously, Amazon owns Twitch outright. So the Twitch integration, I think, will be the most interesting aspect yep. of this. Yes, I forgot about that part. So, mm-hmm. so I'm wondering, like, like, yeah, just I'm just wondering, like, what that looks like, like, uh, day one, and, like, how they push that service on Twitch as it exists already, and, like, how it, how it obviously integrates with, with Luna as, as well. Yeah, I can totally see stuff like play along with your favorite streamers, you Mm -hmm. know, play, well, you can only do it over Luna. Like, (laughs) 
it's going to be it's going to spiral out of control fast i think <laughs> like a year from now we're going to be like oh, remember when luna got announced like <laughs> <laughs> On a slightly un, no, I won't say unrelated, but Stadia. My issue with Stadia wasn't even the input lag or just me not thinking that the infrastructure is good enough. It's just that I just don't trust Google not to sunset this prematurely because they constantly get rid of. They have these projects that they start and then yeah, they just yeah. throw them away. My favorite Google app was Inbox, and they just got rid of it. And now I'm stuck with Gmail. And I don't hate it, but I miss Inbox so much. So much. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. That was that was definitely a, a great email app. Um, yeah, I just couldn't be invested in Stadia knowing how Google operates. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so let's jump into PlayStation news. Because uh, we talked a lot about the Xbox consoles the week prior. Um, and obviously Sony dropped a ton of news the last couple of weeks that we have not had a chance to really dive into uh, on the show yet. Um, so I think it was a pretty, as exciting as it was, I think it was a pretty basic console announcement. I think, you know, 500 USD PlayStation five makes sense. It's matching the Xbox series X in price point. Uh, the fact that the discless version, the digital only version is, uh, a hundred dollars cheaper, I think is a pretty compelling argument for that console. Um, because you know it it, like like if i was going to go out and buy a playstation i would buy the digital only one and the fact that it is just right off the hop a hundred dollars less than the series x i think that's a a terrific argument uh to 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 come in at sort of like that top tier level um the only other thing that kind of makes me pause though is you know that xbox series s is significantly uh cheaper uh i believe it was uh, 250 usd granted not as powerful as the series x it is digital only but like the financing options that microsoft also has uh, on offer again can be predatory if you miss a payment but if that option is there and you make those payments i think that's a really really great package because you get game pass you get xbox live and all that sort of stuff right off the hop um but you know, PlayStation 5 is super exciting. Sony has a slew of first-party titles that obviously sell consoles, move consoles, and people are going to be excited for. Um, I think one of, the, one of the things that did give me pause, though, is the fact that you're going to have to buy all of your peripherals all over again, your extra controllers, yeah. your extra cameras. <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. Whereas the, the, the new Xboxes are all backwards compatible with... I, was, I, I thought I had a controller here, but like all of your Xbox One controllers and peripherals are going to be working day one right out of the gate for uh the series s and the series x so uh, i i don't want to sort of like say playstation screwed this up it would have been nice if the the ps4 peripherals were uh forward compatible um but sony has also come out and said like hey we believe in generations and to this you know to this date it has worked for them um, but overall, I think it's still pretty exciting news. What, what did we sort of think about this? Just so when you saw the, the PS5 stuff drop, you know, the games that they announced, the, the, the console specs, the console prices, what were some of your initial thoughts? Uh, my initial thought was I need to start saving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to buy it first year uh, just because cost and also you know, first year, I feel that a lot of these systems don't have as many games as, as you would like. So I'm looking at end of 2021 to get one, possibly. Right. 
uh, I compared the teraflops between the two, and so you know that's that's important to me. All those extra teraflops. I have no idea what teraflops are. They're constantly being like, look how many teraflops we have. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. And I'm (laughs) interested in this stuff. So I know most people don't care or know what these extra teraflops mean. But generally speaking, I I think it's interesting that PlayStation and Xbox are actually, I would say, significantly different in their launches this year, which I think is very good because they have been kind of parallel, moving parallel in the past. And so this seems to be kind of a divergence. And so I'm just, I'm very curious. I'm very excited to see where this all goes. Mm, what was the thing? The peripherals. I, I didn't actually know that yet to buy them all over again, but that does track. So, so I know they're backwards compatible, but not yeah. forwards compatible, which I did not realize. Yeah. So, so one quick correction: you can use the PlayStation Four controller on the PS Five, but only to play PS Four games. So, right. any any of the new stuff, you will not be able to utilize. I didn't realize that. I was just in, I was under the impression that I could just use it, but I I don't know what's so special about the new one. I know it has haptic feedback instead of a rumble mm-hmm. rumble pack. Yeah. And it has like the triggers where it's like they can be different levels of like difficulty to press the triggers. So it's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's really hard to like squeeze that trigger versus, oh, this one's really easy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I um, think, it, I mean, I trust them to, I think their control right. is very good. So I, I trust right. them not to mess this one up. <sighs> I've actually, uh, I've actually ruined two Xbox controllers playing <laughs> Rocket League. So, and they're not cheap. I don't yeah. like buying new controllers. They're not cheap. Sure. They never get cheaper. Yeah. So um, I actually. Ugh, never mind. <laughs> you about to go on just a tangent about controller prices. A tangent about the <laughs> my controllers drifting, just drifting north all the time because of ruining them playing Rocket League. Uh, Megan, what were your uh, PlayStation thoughts? Well, I'm definitely not getting a PS5 at launch. Um, I'm not a big console person, but of course I've been following the news. I think, so I don't like that you can't use your PS4 controller, and I think you're right that Sony is just expecting a lot of trust out of people. They're like, trust us. You need the new GameSense controller to enjoy your games to the fullest. It's not even worth using a a DualShock controller. Um, They took away the optical port for headsets, which is kind of rough for a lot of people that do have PS4 headsets because suddenly your headset might not work or it's going to need a firmware update from a manufacturer. Um, So it's, it's just kind of a headache, like not just for the user who now has to go buy a PlayStation 5 headset, but it's also annoying for companies like ours where, and thank God for SteelSeries, we are forward compatible. Um, so Sony getting rid of the optical port didn't affect our headsets. So we're like really happy to be like, hey, if you already are using a headset on PS4, you're set with your SteelSeries. But just stuff like that definitely leaves a sour taste in my mouth mm-hmm. where they're just like, oh, we took away features. Oh, all of the gear that you spent hundreds of dollars on is no longer going to work on your console yeah absolutely. um and, and like i don't love hearing that <laughs> yeah yeah and like it's not just headsets but like uh mm-hmm. i'm sure a lot of people uh, have wheels i think yeah. and yeah what wheels else? what do like people fight, use fight sticks fight know, stick, the, the, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. All, all that kind of stuff I, I imagine people would have a ton of questions mm-hmm. about so like some of that stuff you know if if the hardware manufacturer was thinking about like five years from now maybe that'll be able to work but but who knows so so it's right. it's a little frustrating seeing microsoft sort of saying like we don't really care about hardware like yes it's important but like what's more important is the ecosystem and and like the 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 services that we are offering right via our platforms how you play our games is less important that's up Um, to you yeah i like a lot more i like Mm -hmm. a lot of what microsoft is doing here compared to sony 
Yeah, I, I think um, I think their messaging. <laughs> yeah, their messaging, their marketing has been very very smart. The the mm-hmm. way they have been packaging, I think their services is really really intelligent. Uh, I, I just think when it comes to holiday this year, um, when I was about to say like mom and dad are at at the Target or at the Best Buy, but that's probably not going to fucking happen. When they're looking at the online page. <laughs> for the PlayStation five and the Xbox series S or X. Like, I just feel like at the end of the day, when they want to get little Sally and little Timmy, a new console, like the, that Xbox series S is just such an enticing package. Yep. I don't know. The, it's it doesn't cheaper. have as many teraflops. Oh my God. <laughs> it's a hundred dollars cheaper than the cheap option for the PlayStation. I think that's Are you so willing huge. to sacrifice on teraflops, Megan? <laughs> yes, because I think that's a made up word. <laughs> but 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 yeah like like i mean to, to megan's point and and i know we're having fun here but like the i i just I, I it's hard for me to see the argument to get a brand new playstation 5 holiday i mean if, who knows if you'll even be able to get one because of supply constraints it sounds like the pre-ordering for not just the playstation but for the xbox as well we're kind of a shit show mm-hmm. um yeah. so even if you could get one for the holiday like I just find the argument for a PlayStation Five to be a lot more difficult to get that across. And like to be frank, like what are we going to be playing on these things on day one? You know, like PlayStation Five has what Demon Souls and a couple other things, but like <laughs> yeah, you know, Demon Souls came out on the PlayStation Three, y'all. Like you can go play that game. <laughs> I, <laughs> you already I'm, have that. It's I, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure the remaster will be terrific. Like I would love to play that as well, but. You know, I, I'm just like, I keep looking at Game Pass. I keep looking at the Series S. Like, I don't even care about the Series X. Like, sure, that's going to be a cool box. But like, yeah. and again, like, I'm not a console person. None of us are really big console people. Um, but but I just I feel like... Switch. Yeah, I mean, I mean like, on, that, that's, just, that's it. It's like, if someone is saying, hey, I want a console this holiday season, you're just like, oh, get a Nintendo Switch. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's no the trouble, answer. Just get a Switch. That's yeah. the answer, right? Is like... If if you're going to recommend a, a console to a new family, they got a young kid. Yeah. Uh, maybe they're getting to the age where they need more than one console in the house because they can't share anymore. Get a Nintendo Switch because that is like that. I think mm. is the best bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it almost just feels like a niche. Like the only reason to buy a PS5 now is if there's titles that are exclusive to PS5 that you want to play. And right now, there's not even much of that. No, not so yet. Just, if I had to pick one today, the answer would be very obvious. Yeah, and, and and like even pairing that with like, you know, the exclusive argument is a good one. It's just like mm. that's why, you know, uh, people lock up exclusives is because they want to move hardware. Um, but Sony is also, you know, even though Microsoft has very aggressively said, "Hey, you can play all of our stuff on PC and Xbox," uh, Sony has also hinted at the fact that like, "Hey, we're considering bringing more stuff to, to PC." You know, Horizon Zero Dawn just came out. Uh, that was a Sony exclusive. Um, and I think it was in an, in an investor call that they were talking about the fact that like, well, you know, we're, we're going to keep exploring this option see if it's the right fit for some of our games. So like that leads me to believe that like, hey, if they see that that Horizon Zero Dawn sold well on PC, they're going to be more open to the fact that like, hey, maybe we should just release this as many places as we can because we want to make bank. Yeah. Mm. Um, anyways, that, that's my rant about exclusives. Um, and we'll talk more about that uh, in, in a second here. Um, but but sticking to uh, some console news, um, as much as I'm digging all of Xbox and Microsoft's messaging, 
uh, they did announce the price of the proprietary expandable <laughs> oh, no. storage for the Series oh, X. No. And it's 219 US American dollars. <laughs> How much is the console? Uh, Isn't it 299 for the S? It's like 250 or 299 for the S. And if yeah. you want storage, it's another 220. And that's for a terabyte, oh, a single terabyte. Not even a teraflop? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, it is, it is, it's a lot. Um, I, I think, uh, yeah. Sony, you can, um, utilize third party, uh, external hard drives, uh, for the PlayStation five. So kudos to Sony for that. The fact that Microsoft has decided that their platform should be super open, but also we're gonna have proprietary hard drives on this thing is a little bit goofy. Um, so anyways, I just wanted to call attention to that. I think that's a little bit ludicrous um, that that costs as much as it does. I think they should have left the option open for um, uh, third-party hard drives. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit silly. Um, I can't imagine that a third-party hard drives option will become available in the future. Probably I, not. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, who huh. knows? Like, like I, I don't know if they'll... I don't. I'm not saying like official. I'm just, mm-hmm. Oh, just, could one work? Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm. Thinking. Could you hack into your Xbox and make this work? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, for sure. It's it's. I mean, it being propri- proprietary annoys me, but the price is absurd. It's more than twice as expensive as one terabyte, like that's a one crazy. terabyte SSD, which is mm-hmm. like eighty dollars for a PC. It's almost the cost of a new Xbox Series S. <laughs> hate the yeah. naming convention i always That's have to hesitate and think right. like which one is am I, I talking about um well i mean to, to your point just a little i think with the the day that those consoles went up the xbox one x uh rocketed in sales because people were misconstruing it and buying <laughs> oh <one>. no <laughs> yep, accidental tracks. xbox buys <laughs> oh no uh it, it's a uh, bit, bit bit of a shit show just because of the naming convention but um yeah. i i just i kind of wish people would just like drop the naming conventions and like go to the year or like yeah. you know xbox 2020 <laughs> done easy um but uh speaking of accidental purchases um <laughs> microsoft accidentally <laughs> bought zenimax <laughs> wow dude bravo bravo that was nice um, that was a really nice transition <laughs> so zenimax is the parent company for uh, Bethesda Softworks, um, so that includes uh, uh, Bethesda Game Studios, Softworks, id Software, Zenimax Online, Arcane, Machine Games, Tango Games, Alpha Dog, and Roundhouse Studios. So it is a massive, massive acquisition. Uh, reportedly, uh, Microsoft paid, or sorry, Xbox paid seven point five billion dollars with a B for uh, Zenimax. Uh, to put that into context. Um, Disney paid, was it four billion for Lucasfilm? Um, so for all of Star Wars, um, and I think, I, and I think for Marvel as well, they paid like four billion or something like that. So uh, Microsoft is betting big on, on Zenimax and Bethesda here. Um, they're they're really putting their money where where their mouth is. Um, so it, it's an interesting acquisition. It, it was a it was a big like mic drop because this uh, news came out the day before pre-orders went up. Um, but what did we think when, when we saw this news, uh, Megan, what was your sort of initial reaction um, and, and sort of 
did you have any thoughts afterwards like now that you had a chance to sort of uh sit with it i think this is super smart because i'm assuming that microsoft owning zenimax and bethesda means that those games can't or won't come to playstation does it not um maybe we'll see i, would, I mean i we, could we can talk not about imagine it. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't, I don't think they've said, or at least I couldn't find it in the article. Um, I think this is really smart, though, especially if that's going to mean all of these uh, game titles are going to be exclusive to Microsoft and their platforms and not mm. to PlayStation. Like, suddenly the one thing that I feel like PlayStation has had over Microsoft, the, the playing field is kind of even now. Now Microsoft might have these exclusives that are worth you know, that are going to tip you back over to that Xbox side and to the Windows PC side and even, I think, um, to the Android gaming side of things. So why would you ever buy a PlayStation when Microsoft is al- already there? You know, if it wins in every category, I think this is what this is. Yeah, so super sure. smart move. I think it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so so the, the thing that they clarified after the acquisition is that they will honor existing exclusivity deals with PlayStation. So Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo will Mm. be, I think, timed PlayStation exclusives. Um, Interesting. But then no more. (laughs) Yes. But, but like that's, that's, that's sort of the question that I think a lot of people have is like, well, it does it benefit or hurt Microsoft if they decide that these properties are going to be exclusive to their platforms. Just a little, what were some sort of your thoughts after you saw all this? Well, I mean, I, a, I didn't know Zenimax was for sale and, but you know, you're going to throw your hat in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have, I have a couple of dollars. I thought maybe I could get some shares. Um, <laughs> I didn't know they were for sale. I'm not mad at Microsoft for buying them. I, I, the way they've been uh, operating, I'd be surprised if they went fully exclusive. I'd expect at most a timed exclusive where Microsoft gets the games first and then PlayStation will get them, I don't know, half a year, a year later. Yeah, I'd be surprised if they went fully PlayStation on this and saying, you know, you're never going to see something like The Last of Us on any other platform. I mean... So I, I, they could though. They, they could. could. They have the power. I mean, to do has it. PlayStation not always done that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. I uh, don't so, want so, them to do that, but yeah. if they so, do, I get it. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, one... does that hurt the, the game studio? Sorry, John. No, no. <laughs> I was opinion. just gonna say that the one thing that Phil Spencer said when he was asked about this is that uh, they will uh, look at this uh, on a case by case basis. Because, like, mm-hmm. if if you think about this, if if we sort of like extrapolate this out, like, can you imagine the next Elder Scrolls game, like Elder Scrolls Six, not being on PlayStation? Like, that's fucking huge. That is like millions, if yes. not billions, of dollars left on the table. Um, yeah. That that Microsoft and Zenimax would not be would not yeah. be getting. Um, uh, David they do this with Minecraft. You know, they didn't true. lock exactly. away exclusivity. Right. Smart. Right. So, so when they acquired Mojang and Minecraft, mm. you know that that was already on a million platforms, and they decided to keep it that way and to even expand some of the platforms that it was on. Yeah, uh, David. And now it's had a huge resurgence. Yeah, yeah. Minecraft. Uh, that is. So, so Sorry David, who saying. is who is the sometimes co-host of of this very show uh, from Relic Games, he is in the chat, and he says uh, they may not limit them to exclusives. They might just use it as a selling point for Game Pass. You get it, quote, free yeah. with Game Pass. You can still get it on PlayStation, but you got to pay the full retail. So basically letting <laughs> users uh, double yeah. dip. Um, so yeah, I, I could definitely see that as well. Um, mm. 
So it, it is weird though, right? It's like, mm-hmm. do we keep these exclusive for us? Because then, then it, it incentivizes users to sign up for Game Pass, to get an Xbox, whatever it is. Um, that is a huge selling point for those services and for that hardware. Or do we play, you know, the good guy, quote unquote, the good guy and, and just release it everywhere so that we can um, make back that $7.5 billion investment that we yeah. just ponied up. That's going to take a while to recoup. Yeah. So, so, so I, I honestly, like I'm kind of torn on this. Like I got to easily see it going either way. Um, I don't know. I like, I, I just don't know what they're going to end up doing because like, it, it's funny because like stuff like fallout usually does really well. Elder Scrolls really, you know, does really well, but a lot of the other stuff that, you know, Zenimax is known for, you know, like the Dishonoreds, the Wolfensteins, the Prey. Uh, like those games are usually critically well received, but they don't necessarily sell well. Um, right, right. So I was, I was, I can't remember what show I was listening to, but they were talking about how, like, you know, a lot of these studios can kind of um, fill this interesting niche on Game Pass where they're sort of like these mid to higher level, level tier games mm-hmm. that just are like, hey, we got a new thing. It's out on Game Pass. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, every five to six years, boom, here's your Elder Scrolls. And that's your big, like, we'll put this out everywhere. Um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. They, they, they could do a bit of a mixed model or, or I, I don't know, maybe they just play the bad guy and they're like, no, fuck you, you PlayStation <laughs> fans. Like, these are ours forever. I wonder how Steam is feeling about all these things. <laughs> Jeez. You know, Epic's got their own store, Xbox Game Pass, Origins. You be like everyone has just. I just wonder how they're feeling about it. They're so quiet about all of this. Because yeah. I haven't. I'm not like I'm still on Steam, obviously, but more and more I'm launching things outside of Steam, or using Steam to launch things that I didn't get on Steam. Yeah, just a thought. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Do, do we have any final thoughts about this acquisition? It's obviously like a big deal. Um, but, mm-hmm. but I think it's also like, we kind of have to wait and see what happens. Um, Microsoft seems to be doing pretty well. I don't expect them to completely ruin these studios, but we'll see what happens. No. Yeah. They have I, like I pockets. I, I could see pockets. I could see them giving them lots of runway, but that's also another worry, right? Just is like anytime you get bought up by a large organization or a large conglomerate, like at some point, the, the the people who hold the purse strings are going to come knocking and say, "Hey, could you make this change? Hey, could you like to you know make this little tweak? Because like we we really need something to sort of fit in our portfolio here, and we're kind of hoping you can like help us out with that." You know? Yeah, I'm still still waiting for a good Fable game. <laughs> I think that's Fable all the way. Two was amazing. I mean, <laughs> there's been four Fable games since I started playing Fable, and I've only liked two of them. So. We'll see how this fifth one goes. They, they had like a what is it? Connect for <laughs> a connect fable. Oh my yeah. god! Oh yeah. dear. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyways, that is that is the Xbox news. Um. Do, do we have any final thoughts before we kind of move on to the stuff that we're playing? Uh, you know, just I think that I don't think you can really go wrong with any of these systems, just as long as you prioritize um teraflops. <laughs> That'd be my <laughs> Megan just like put put her head in her hand. She's just like, oh my god! I'm so tired of talking about consoles. <laughs> they were just talking about Nvidia for like 30 seconds. 
man. Yeah, I, I mean, like to, to be frank, we're we're all like primarily PC players. I, I think <laughs> yeah. I still think the Nintendo Switch is is like the console for for most people. Um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how this uh, generation sh- shakes out. And and the other thing that I've really been hearing a lot is like it seems like the big three are kind of fighting their own war this time. Like they're not necessarily in a competition with each other. They're all kind of trying to carve out their own niche in the market. So I don't even know how closely we could compare them like one-to-one in the months ahead. Yeah. Which is what I was saying earlier with the whole, they're just diverging and going in their own separate paths, which I like. I just, I'd love to see whatever, whatever this turns into. Mm -hmm. Competition is good. Yeah, for sure. Um, Speaking of competing, Megan, tell me about video games like Among Us. Heck yeah. So I have been playing the heck out of Among Us. It is so fun. Have either of you played it yet? No, but I've just been reading so many things about how amazing this game is. John, have you? Uh, No, I have not played it yet. Okay, it's fantastic. This game checks everything that I like about a fun social game. It's, It's mafia it's you know it's werewolf it's mafia it's yell at your friends get things wrong accuse people of doing things lie your ass off it's a wonderful game it is free on mobile you can download it from i think the app store and google play store um and you can do what i did which is go "Eh, i don't want to spend money played it on my phone a few times loved it immediately hopped on steam and spent that five dollars it's i'd say one of the best five dollars i've ever spent on a video game um super fun to play and it's it's the kind of like pg fun that you can absolutely play it as like a work team building kind of game which i've already done at least once at this point um just hop on and play with coworkers over lunch it's i can't recommend among us enough it is a a, a good time a brief rundown of like i've heard of it i don't Mm -hmm. know what it is yeah so for for people who don't know like what what werewolf or or mafia are uh i i guess it's like a hidden identity game Is, is that sort of right yeah, that's exactly right. Um, so there's essentially 10 members of a spaceship, um, and one to three of those crewmates are an imposter, which is like the bad guy or the werewolf um, or the mafia. And But no one knows who the imposters are except the imposters themselves. So everyone is pretending that they're an innocent crewmate. Some people are actually innocent, and some are very guilty. So you have to kind of fake and lie your way through working on the spaceship you know, you put wires together and you fix power outages and stuff. Um, but then if you see anything suspicious, you know, if you see someone kill someone else or doing something that an innocent person wouldn't do, you can accuse them. And the only way to get rid of the imposters is to vote them off the ship. So you need to convince your crewmates, hey, I saw this person, you know, kill another person. We need to vote them off. They're they're the imposter. Um, so there's all kinds of like insane mind games that can go on because you as the imposter can accuse other people of being the imposter mm-hmm. it's just it's an it's a very simple concept with a lot of mind games a lot of lying so my question i guess is how are you communicating this is it mm. so basically you're dropped onto the ship and everyone has to be quiet and you you walk around and you do your tasks around the ship and then the only time that anyone can talk is if someone finds a dead body, they'll sl- smash like an emergency button. They're like, oh, I found a dead body. Call an emergency meeting. And that's where everyone gets to deliberate, you know, or you get to say, oh, I found blue in the electric room. And OK, who was there last? Can anyone account for red? Where was red? Where was yellow? Um, and then, you know, it, it gets into deliberation. 
you can vote someone off from there, or you can just say, okay, we don't have enough info, go back to, into the game. Um, there's also like an emergency button in the middle of the ship that you can hit. So even mm-hmm. if you don't find a dead body, but you're really suspicious of someone, you can hit the emergency button and that allows everyone to talk. Um, so there's the... a lot of honor system, like, cause you play in discord most of the time with people. So yeah. it's just during the round, we all mute our mics basically. Right. What's the uh, win state? So the win state is if the imposters kill everyone. Uh, because they have the ability to kill. Or for the crewmates, if the crewmates manage to figure out and vote off all of the imposters. Um, that is the only way to kill an imposter, is to figure out that they were the imposter. And convince your crewmates that they were the imposter, because it's a majority vote system. Cool. Yeah, but it sounds very, very cool. It. It's wonderful. <laughs> um, yeah, it definitely reminds me of a lot of other like fun board games, like uh, Secret Hitler or like uh, mm-hmm. Dead of Winter. Yeah, where, where you have like a traitor working against the group, and th- those can definitely be fun. Be fun. I, I think the thing that like really, um, I don't want to say turned me off, but the thing that kind of gave me pause when I saw it, and, and the reason I haven't jumped into it right away is like, a everyone's playing it on Twitch, and it's super popular, and I'm like, I'm no fucking bandwagon <laughs> oh, jumper. Like I'm, I'm, I'm out here doing my own you thing. Oh, <laughs> um, but 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 the other thing is, is like it's an older game. It's like two years old. It was made mm-hmm. by a, a smaller team. And it, it it doesn't look super impressive. Like it's it's very like low res. Yeah. It's, it's just like very simple textures and everything else. You know, very mm-hmm. uh, easy to read sort of two D space. Um, but hearing and seeing a lot of the the fun social interactions that kind of stem from it, I, I think I need to cast my judgments aside and actually hop oh, in yeah. and play it one of these days. Um, also, fun fact: uh, the team that was putting this together uh, dropped development on Among Us Two. Because this blew up in popularity, um, and they have now shifted focus back to the original game again, which came out like two years ago, but only now blew up in popularity because of stuff like Twitch and YouTube. Love, mm. love that. Um, Good for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, Megan, any other games uh, you've been playing before we uh, Chisulo and I hog the rest of the show? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, you're going to talk about Hades, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, no, I've, I've just been playing a little bit of competitive Overwatch. I still suck. I'm like silver. Um, and then I actually rolled up StarCraft 2 over the weekend, just out of complete boredom and wanting to play something competitive. And I placed right back into Platinum. So I'm feeling Damn. pretty good. Not Diamond, not as good as I used to be, but felt good to uh, all in my way back to Platinum. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's about it lately. What? Who's your main in Overwatch? Um... I'm a gross spamming Mercy main, but I've been playing a lot of Zarya, a lot of D.Va, um, who else? A little bit of Moira. Moira's fun too. So just all tank, all support. I don't mess with DPS at all. <laughs> um, yeah, I, fe- I got really hard into Overwatch a couple of years ago. It was right, before, really? the- yeah, it was right oh, wow. before they brought in the, the hamster ball guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's kind of right when I fell off. Um but yeah, every time I see that game, it's just like it's so colorful, it's so fun. It's just nice. It's but then polished. I, but then fun. I tr- but but then Megan, the same thing happens oh. that that happens to me with like Dota or Rainbow Six, where I'm just like, <laughs> oh oh, I'm taking this shit serious. <laughs> <laughs> and then I get upset when I don't do well, um, yeah. and, and that can be a bit of a put off. Mm, my brother's yeah. uh, one of my brother's really good friends is serious about Overwatch. He's on a team and everything, competing, oh, competing and shit. So that's all my Overwatch news I hear from him. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, anyways, 
Jusula, you want to do it? It's time. Oh, Hades. Oh, Let's go. go. Um, so we normally we do a, a game of the year session every year at the end of the year in December. We talk about the best stuff that we played, and then we, we kind of go through our own personal lists. But we don't have to do that this year because the best game of the year is Hades. <laughs> oh, my God, you guys. Please it's so tell good. me why the best game of the year is Hades. All right, Jusula, let's go. Let's go. Roll it wow. out. It is a roguelike. Roguelike or roguelite? Uh, like, I believe. Or maybe, uh, yeah, roguelike. I've seen it both ways, but I don't know which is right. It doesn't matter. The yeah. point of the story is, it's it's just, I love myself. I just love these kind of games. And what's interesting about this setup is that the way the, nar- the, the narrative of the story it just blends so well with what you're doing in terms of like you you ha- you have a run you'll fail and then you'll come back and people will talk to you about your failed run in a sense or like try and give you tips on getting better or like it's just story wise but not in ways that's so intrusive it's just i fi- it's it's basically a roguelite slash dating simulator <laughs> oh god yeah so yeah so, so, there's a lot of i've spent a lot of my uh my hard points on meg <laughs> trying, to, trying to get closer to her trying, trying to win, win back megara um so this is the fourth game from supergiant so supergiant are the folks uh, who did uh four? bastion transistor pyre um oh, yes. yeah so i think this is the, technically their fourth game um yes so it is yeah, it is just like an a isometric action game. Like just a little said, it is a run-based game. Um, usually I'm not one for roguelikes. Like I never really got into Spelunky or Dead Cells. I did play Rogue Legacy quite a bit, but not as much as I have with, uh, played Hades. Um, I, I think often I, I'm just like, oh, I'm just like doing the same shit over and over and over again. Yeah, you throw in some variables, but but I just it, it never necessarily clicked with me. But Hades just is like firing on all cylinders. This game was in early access for ages, like two, mm-hmm. like a year or two years, I think. Um, but since then, they've taken a ton of community feedback. It just launched in 1.0. And it is just like the voice acting is incredible. The artwork is yeah. incredible. The music is fucking unbelievable. The, mm-hmm. the dialogue, the writing, um, the and just even the moment to moment action like at its core it is a very very simple action game right yeah. but then you layer everything else on top of it and and the the studio was very very smart about giving you cool fun variables so that every time you you engage with a run enough is different that it keeps you excited to find out what happens next and like so so you think like oh it's a run based game well I'm gonna be seeing all the stuff at the at the start over and over and over again but what happens is the further you get in the game the further that you can progress and make it in your runs things start to change mm-hmm. and that is where it is most interesting and and most exciting because you, you honestly like I, I I every run I fire up I'm like I don't know what's gonna happen like I have yeah. no clue what has changed or what is gonna be new and exciting and on top of that the the weapons that they give you the the way that you can manipulate those and change those you you'll discover new upgrades for them as you're going you'll uh the 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 whole crux of it is uh you are the son of hades trying to escape the underworld right you're trying to make it to the land of the living i i guess um and along the way the olympian gods are helping you by giving you boons so essentially their own powers so every time you uh complete a room or a chamber you have an option usually of, of two different ways to go. And you can sort of make this choice of like, Oh, do I want to go this way? I can see through this room. I'll get like a weapon upgrade 
or if I go in this room, I'll get a new uh, ability or like a god boon. Or if I go through this room, I'll get uh, more gold because I want to spend money on items in the shop. And that is just all super clever. It gives the player so much choice. The way you can spec your character is just like different every time. Like no build I've, I've ever put together is ever the same. And they're all exciting. They're all super engaging. They all force you to think about the game in new ways. They all uh, challenge you to adapt and make interesting decisions about your play style. Um, and it's just, it's super horny too, which is great. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, hang on. Hang on, I want to buy this. Like Chisula said, it's almost like a dating simulator because like oh. all of the gods are a little bit flirty, you know? Yeah. And, they're, and they're just like, you know, they're like, Sure, you have you have gods like Aphrodite who are just like obviously that she's going to be flirty, but like there, there's always like this weird like tension between everyone you talk to. You're just like, are you angry at me or are you flirting with me right now? Like I don't know. <laughs> oh boy, wait. So are there are there male gods or oh, yeah, is it all absolutely oh, yeah. no no? Okay, it's, it's, okay, it's like, I'm back in. I, I'm, and they've I'm, done I'm, a no. Go ahead. I was just gonna say they have done a great job of having the gods be diverse so it's not just a bunch of white greek gods i mean there are mm-hmm. greek gods but the way the team described it was like these are gods of the world they're not gods of like one region of the world so you know they have like black gods and asian gods and gods okay. who are a little you know i'm more into it now yeah okay. yeah i love yeah. that five dollars right, i'm looking at it right now on steam yeah like like it's the just- the, the mm. diversity of, of the characters, the character design is absolutely stunning. There, there's this meme that I can't get out of my head, but it's this, it's this girl on Twitch who's playing Hades, and she like looks away from the screen for a second at her <laughs> oh. chat, and like the the picture changes to uh, was it Aries? It's it Aries, and he he kind of looks like a. It's hard to describe it. He looks like um like a model from like the eighties, kind of like. Like if, Depe- <laughs> if if like De- if like Depeche Mode's style was brought into 2020 and just like oh super sexy, and like so this this girl is streaming the game and she looks away and then she looks back and then just kind of like does a double take and her eyes get big <laughs> and then oh <laughs> then Genuine's Pony starts playing in the background. <laughs> oh my god! It is the fucking best. Um, I just I I just I don't know. Like like Hades is doing so much right and that. Yeah. I'm like super excited every time I fire it up. I've literally played nothing but Hades for like the last week. And like, I've already like, just so I think you said you put in like 30 hours. I've probably done the same. Um, uh, t- less, no, not, not yet. Not quite 30 hours. 2022, 20, I think. Okay. Okay. Um, so, so but that was in a very t- short period of time. Yeah. So like we, we've both played a lot in the last week. It is, it is really exciting. It is really fun. Um, I finally made it, like completed quote unquote a run and i was kind of getting to a point where i'm just like oh, okay like i kind of see what this game is doing then I, I completed a run for the first time and then a bunch of other shit opened up and i was like oh damn <laughs> oh damn okay there's a lot more here there's so much story that i still haven't discovered there's so many like characters i i don't think i've run into yet because there's you have a codex yeah. and there's a lot of like question marks still in it so i'm just like excited to find out more and to discover more uh just so i don't know if you have any more hades thoughts because i feel like i could just like sit here and ramble about like different aspects it's, of the game for a long time it's definitely like i i tend to lean towards roguelikes a lot but this is definitely from all the ones i've played this one has kept my interest 
in a, in a way that others haven't. And that has a lot to do with just the fact that the story seems to be progressing as you go through, as opposed to like every run, it's like reset and like, it doesn't matter what you did beforehand, but this way it does matter to an extent what you've done before, which I find fascinating because I'm always like, okay, what's different now after this run? Cause you come back to like, I wonder what has changed. I wonder who has changed. I wonder if I'm going to get anything from the stuff I've done or not. I'm like, what is this new hole that's opened up in the ground? Die. Why did it cost me 20 hard points and then I'm like oh who is this mysterious god in this underworld under the underworld mm-hmm. i don't know i just love it yeah they're, they're they're doing so many smart things with that game um you can tell that the team worked very very hard on it they put a lot of love into it and you can also tell that they incorporated the feedback of the the community and the fan base while it was an early access to streamline a lot of those systems and to make them more engaging um yeah i just like like i said just all of the systems are really really smart the 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 way that they introduce things and then slowly add on top of them or add modifiers is is really great because they keep you engaged they keep you wanting mm-hmm. to explore more um and yeah and i like i only just yesterday figured out how to give gifts to the gods so oh, like yeah so, so like i missed out on a ton of stuff like a ton of dialogue a ton of items that they give you so now i'm just like mm-hmm. oh shit now i gotta now i gotta start gifting stuff to the gods and start trying to romance like poseidon or like um <laughs> Uh, do you do you Dionysus? Well, why can't Dionysus. I say it? Dionysus? Dionysus. He yeah. seems like a fun dude. I'm gonna romance Dionysus. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, that is Hades. It is a very very good game. I can't recommend mm-hmm. it enough. Love that game. This is the kind of thing like whenever we have the when we do the game of the year thing, we often talk about what we're looking forward to in the next year. And these are the kind of games I love the most. The games that I had no idea existed that just steal my attention. Wait, yeah. so are you guys both calling that this is your game of the year and October hasn't even started? I mean, I don't, I got nothing final? else. Can we skip the end of year episode? Because you've already <laughs> decided. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to take away from any new game that might come out that I didn't know about. So I'm not going to say it yet. But if, if we did game of the year today, 100% Hades would be my game of the year. It would be very difficult for me. It would be very, very difficult whether this would take the number one or the number two spot for me right now. I played God of War this year, so this is like, it's so... <laughs> yeah. John, wait, would your number one be F1? Uh, it would... <laughs> oh my god, I was joking! You... <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. I haven't put enough time into that, and I'm terrible at it, so I, I don't think that would... That, would that, that might be an honorable mention. <laughs> That's the game I've played a lot of. I played a lot, I played a lot of Forza before. Yeah. Uh, Hades grabbed my attention. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, I think that is it for the games that we were playing. So let's maybe make some, uh, non-gaming recommendations before we wrap up today. Uh, Chisulo, how's about you go first and tell me why there's a very handsome man on my screen right now. (laughs) I don't even know how to pronounce this dude's name. I didn't, I I didn't want to like butcher it. So so you go ahead. That is, uh, Dimash Kudai Bergen. He is a 26 year old Kazakhstan singer and he is the... Well, one of the most incredible vocalists I have ever heard in my life, just in terms of his vocal range, he can go from like a baritone all the way up to uh, soprano, like easily with ease, no mistakes. His vol, his tone is incredible. His volume, his control is, it's just the things he can do vocally. I'm just, I've never heard before from uh, another male singer. And um, how do I word this? His mother was an opera singer, so he's been trained since he was very young. Oh. And so, I mean, he he sings in multiple languages. 
Uh, I've heard him sing in French, in Kazakhstan, in Italian, in English. Don't love hearing him sing in English myself personally, but the rest is amazing. I played, I was actually at your parents' house yesterday, John, and I played this for your parents and they were quite impressed. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, I, I didn't realize you're, you're a big purveyor of uh, Kazakh uh, pop music. You know what? He 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 popped off by being on a Chinese uh, singing competition show, and it's my dog. And uh, and then I watched that clip. I don't even remember how I came across it. And then I'm like, "Whoa, this is impressive!" Mm-hmm. And the song was SOS. So if you want to start off somewhere, I would recommend SOS. That's yes. the one that seemed yeah. to have gained him a lot of attention. But right now, my favorite song of his is probably. I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this. It's in Italian. It's Ogni Pietra. Okay. And it's just the way he, again, the vocals are just insane. I'm just, I've just never, the vocal range is incredible. I've just never seen anything like it. And the ease, he just does it so easily. And it's very impressive stuff, to me at least. Cool. Uh, I definitely, I, I listened to a clip beforehand because I was like, what is this? Um, and <laughs> was, yeah, was, was blown away uh, by the guy's range. Uh, Dimash Kudai Bergen. Yes. Right. So people can go and check that out. Um, Megan, tell me about your recommendation this week. <laughs> this is somewhat a joke, but also completely serious. My recommendation is for folks working or studying from home. I have been obsessed with lo-fi hip-hop mix beats to relax study to on YouTube, <laughs> which is just Love like it. a live stream channel. It's just... It's the best music to work to. And I Very say that good. as someone who loves classical music. I can't work to classical music like I can work to lo-fi hip-hop mix beats to relax slash study to. <laughs> like just if you're at home and you got to get some work or some studying or something done, just throw that shit on in the background. Right. Like it's become such a habit for me that I almost can't do like extensive writing work without having that on. Like I've formed that yeah. you know, connection in my brain that I I have to work with that music going and it's, it's helped a lot, honestly. <laughs> so, I, I am a, I am a huge fan. I mean, can I ask, okay. is it the, the one with the girl who's studying and there's yeah, a cat of on the yep. yeah. yeah. The that's live fun. stream one that's just yep. always going. There's people in chat procrastinate. Yeah. It's great. Love it's it. just always up. It. It's, it's very good. Yeah. I, it's, it's funny. How, like I, I've met people who are just like, listen to pop music or rock music or whatever when they're working. And like, I find when I'm concentrating, I cannot listen to music with lyrics um, yeah, it's too like, distracting. Like, like I can't hear talking, I can't hear vocals or anything like that. Um, and and again, I find like even whether it's uh, rock music or pop music, I, I just find like the the I, I'm not a musician, so it's hard to describe. But like the differentiation or the different like like variation in like the tones or like uh, percussion, <clears throat> you know, like if it's really aggressive or like super slow, I find like I just can't get in the zone. Whereas mm. Uh, lo-fi hip-hop mix beats to relax study to <laughs> is just sort of like the, this sort of like steady um it, it's just like a very steady pace you know and, and and i can kind of get into the zone that way at least i don't know it's hard to describe but that that's kind of what it's I find. great i don't even know who's behind it i just whatever whoever the the person who picked the playlist amazing yeah, I feel like it's spawned a whole culture now too, where I've seen like people cosplay as the girl at the desk writing. Oh, wow. and just everyone knows the reference because yeah. everyone has tuned in at one point or another. Will Smith created something similar, and I'm like, mm-hmm. come on, dude, don't be like that. <laughs> Jeez. 
Uh, David in the chat says his go-to work soundtrack is uh, Star Trek The Next Generation Ambient Engine Noise. <laughs> <laughs> is, it just, <laughs> is it just a drone? Yeah, which is, which is the, the nerdiest thing I've heard in a while. Um, so uh, my recommendation this week is uh, Killing Eve. Uh, Killing Eve just wrapped, or I guess not just, but I've just finished uh, season three of Killing Eve. Um, so this is uh, a show that I believe is from the BBC. A star Sandra O oh and uh, Jody uh, Comer, um, and it is about uh, serial killers, assassins. Um, it is, uh, a, I want to say, like a dark comedy. Uh, for those that haven't watched it, it can be a little bit disturbing, yeah. but but it's also like a very enjoyable watch. The writing is very clever it's very sharp i think the 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 actors are absolutely fantastic sandra o was incredible um uh the jody uh, comer yeah jody comer is just like steals every scene that she's in um so so just so i I know you're a big fan of of killing eve as well Mm -hmm. Uh, i I don't want to give too too much away about the last season or any of the you know shows sort of main plot points or anything but uh, what did you think of, of the third season? Because I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it, they're setting up some interesting stuff. I think it's it was a good season. I mean, I like Killing. It's not. It wasn't my favorite season. Season one is my favorite season. Back when Phoebe Waller Bridge was writing slash running it. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, still a great season relative to like other TV shows. I thought season three was. Good. I still. I mean, I love Killing Eve. Like, I, 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 I've watched it more than once, and I'm looking forward to the next season. And again, Jodie Comer, who plays the assassin, I just think she is incredible at what she does. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I, I have nothing negative to say about Killing Eve. Oh, well, you know what? Here's what I'll say: <laughs> the way episode one ended with the rooftop scene. That, oh yeah, oh, man! It took me like three weeks to get over that. Yeah, I was what? upset. Is it? Is I don't want to. It was okay. just Jeez. just what happened to a certain person. I was just like, not him. I just loved him too much for that to happen to him. Yeah. Wait, um, is this episode one, season one? Or no, this is episode oh, one, no. season three. <laughs> oh, can't get that far. Um, but 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 yeah, like the, I, I think the show is incredible. I think people should give it a shot if they haven't already. Um, I also th- think they do some interesting things about the psyche of a person that like can commit horrible acts. They, they kind of dive into that as well. And like, what, what would a person have to go through to um, do that type of thing or to like for further um, like mental state to change so much that they would be able to, to, to do something horrific like that. Um, also, I think it's a, sh- a show about obsession, like both unhealthy and healthy um, it is a show like Sandra O's character literally ruins her life in her obsession over Jodie Comer's character. Um, so it is like really fascinating to sort of watch how that happens. Um, anyways, that, that's all I'm going to say. I don't want to give, give away too much, uh, killing Eve, yeah. uh, find Amazing. it wherever you get TV shows. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's a good time. It's a very, very good show. Um, but I think that's going to be it for today. So, uh, thank you very much. Uh, to my favorite people on the planet, Megan oh, and Chisulo. Hear that, David? <laughs> His favorite. <laughs> um, so, folks, if you want to be a part of the show, if you want to be a part of the conversation, a good place to do that, uh, or rather, you can send us an uh, email, shelvegames at gmail.com. But another good place to discuss the show is the Shelve Games Discord. We have a channel there where we post all the links about the stuff that uh, the, in the news, 
uh, and we can talk about uh, everything else there. Uh, of course, we do the show live every Monday at approximately 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, and you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. So Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts now, uh, Stitcher, YouTube, um, or just go to shelvegames.com. Uh, please subscribe to the show on your platform of choice. That really helps us out. Uh, if you can, leave us a little rating or a like or a review or whatever it is. And uh, yeah, uh, the best way to support the show is by telling a friend. That really, really helps us out. You can follow us on Twitter at Shelve Games. I'm at John underscore tab. And of course, find us on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Just search for Shelved Games. Uh, music for the show is by Zed Ion, who you can find on SoundCloud. Uh, Chisulo is a man of mystery. You can't find him anywhere. Maybe one day. Maybe. Maybe one day he'll have a, a persona on the internet. I think you need to, you need to start doing the, um, uh, what's it called? The VTubers? Is that what it is? Where they have like the digital anime mm-hmm. girls on the YouTube videos? It's I'm not like familiar. A, it's like a Twitch stream, but you're a digital anime girl. I think you should do that. It's The technology is very cool, which reminds <laughs> me. Let me, let me, I have the Snapchat filter that does the same thing. Uh-oh. Let me, yeah, I will show you what it looks like if I can find the filter here. Anime. Oops. I mean, just Googling anime is always a crapshoot. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you never know oh, what you're going to Okay, let me turn around. Let me know if you can see my phone screen. No, it's blurred. Oh, crap. look, it, wait, it's doing it to your solo. Look. Do you, it? I can't, can you I can't see it. It's blurred. It's so no. closer. And, ah, uh, crap, yeah, it's... <laughs> Darn, no. I will take a picture and send it to you guys. It's okay. making okay. Chisula's face anime, and it was amazing. I have seen that on TikTok. Some yeah, it's very know. popular on TikTok right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, Chisula, you actually make a pretty cool looking anime. Hey. Oh, cool, good. I always wanted to do <laughs> okay. that. Okay. Oh, I will send it to you guys. Um, I recommended this before, but ReZero is still on it. It's still great. Okay, anime reco for the week. Uh, I still need mm-hmm. to get through Vinland Saga. Um, Megan, where can people find you on the internet? Um, I'm on Twitter sometimes at Megan underscore Thaler, but honestly, most of my work lately is just on the Steel Series blog, so you can always check that out. Uh, we have a lot of really cool products launching starting a couple weeks ago through really the end of the year, so stay tuned to Steel Series. There's lots of cool stuff happening. Awesome. Amazing. Um, so I think we got a bunch of new listeners because of uh, the show going up on Amazon, so welcome, and thanks for checking out this uh, episode. Um, and that is going to do it. Uh, for us this week we'll be back next week um with more news and we're going to talk about more hades probably <laughs> or some or some other video games um so again thank you megan thank you chisulo uh that is going to be it um, oh, thanks for having us and thanks very much. yeah until next time you know what to do folks go and grab a game off the shelf because you never know what you're gonna find we will see you next time